Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Wrestling with the Future tonight. Wrestling managers and forgettable gimmicks. And we got a hell of a panel tonight. We got some uh, return guests and we've got a newbie. And the, actually, the newbie is, is a return guest in his own right. But coming back for this episode, as we promised you, Captain Decapitate. How are you, Captain? Oh, I'm doing good. Doing good. Glad Beautiful. to be back. Our return guest, technically a return guest, but mm -hmm. really first timer, Charlie mm -hmm. Norris, WCW NWA. Charlie, we, man, we fought to have you on this show the first mm -hmm. time. <laughs> you remember that, was that night? Oh, man. Yes. Yeah. That was a hell Thank of a you, night. Glad, yeah. Yeah. Glad yeah. Yes, it was. Well, I'll Technical what, difficulties, man, but we got him back. Absolutely. I am super jacked to have you back. We're going to talk about something tonight. Especially, Charlie, near and dear to your heart, wrestling mm -hmm. managers and forgettable gimmicks. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. So <laughs> I can't do this show unless and until I introduce the better half of this show. We call her affectionately the Pitbull. She is Amelia Pitbull Chapman. Hello, Amelia. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm wonderful. Look at me. <laughs> How's everyone tonight? I'm gonna give you a kiss. Um. <laughs> there you go. All right. So let's talk. When we then last we left off, um, we were talking about the mm -hmm. role of the manager, yes. female managers versus male, mm -hmm. uh, how managers now are becoming increasingly more physical, mm -hmm. uh, getting you know involved in matches. We've seen that play out once in a while, you know, in the old school days. And now more like in the future. That. Now it's yeah. a regular mm -hmm. thing. Absolutely it is. I want to go right to Charlie Norris on this one. Mm -hmm. All right. Are you a fan of managers involving themselves physically in matches? Um, well, if they're, if they're like Bobby Heenan, I mean, yeah, hell yeah. He, he was a great great wrestler in the ring and you know he's really underrated as a wrestler but guys like him that could that know how to do it not in favor of uh percy pringle getting body slammed or anything like that you know yeah so, that's someone that knows how to you know what charlie that's a really really interesting point you brought up you know we remember that those you and i charlie and the captain you know the, those of us old enough to remember bobby heenan before he was a manager was a full mm -hmm. board wrestler yeah, great one Great, and right, so yeah. he could take bumps and he can, yeah. you know, he could fling himself around. Yeah. Um, we had a woman on the show last week, a female manager. Mm -hmm. uh, she weighs maybe all of 110 pounds soaking wet. And, and for me, and this is just for me, it's hard for me to buy her as intimidating. Or in some way um, imposing in a match because you know she just looks like you know the wind could carry her away. Um, that's a problem, uh, you know, uh, Captain. With regard to believability, is it is it even worth risking the believability factor of a show or of a character? To have a you know a a young thin woman 
get involved physically in a match? Um, but it's tough to say. It depends on the. Uh, it depends on the, uh, the, the the character. I mean, sometimes they don't have to be physically intimidating if they're intimidating looking. They can cause enough. Um, Confusion just being in the ring. They don't have to necessarily get physical. Captain, I'm going to give you and Charlie the perfect example of what you just said. Mm-hmm. The late China. Mm-hmm. China was a female bodybuilder. She didn't have to do shit but stand there. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know? You know, her arms were bigger than your head. She was jacked to the, you know, to to the gills, um, and she didn't have to do anything but look intimidating. Mm-hmm. It's interesting though, Charlie. When China got involved in wrestling, what's the first thing they did? They softened her look. Good move or bad move? Well, I mean, it was. I, I think her look was so. Um... What's so uh, great? I mean, there's no way to go but down. I don't see how you could make make her look any more intimidating. I mean, there. I mean, well, she started kicking everybody's ass too, you know. But yeah, you know, I'd say like if you if she weighs a hundred pounds, hundred ten pounds. Look at uh, uh, Jimmy Garvin's wife who had a can of hairspray. Precious, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know the interesting thing, Amelia. To jump yeah. in on this one. The interesting uh-huh. thing about this is that, by and large, mm-hmm. and with a few exceptions, by and large, female managers have only occasionally thrown a cheap shot, mm-hmm. tripped a, an opponent on behalf of their, you know, on of the behalf of their guy, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word, um, but very little physical involvement. Who, give me a in your estimation and in in your realm, I'm sorry, your realm of thinking, uh, a female manager who could get away with the physical attributes and not just have to rely on standing there looking good. Oh, like uh, Sherry uh, Martell, like you know, as far okay, as yeah, uh, Sherry Martell. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Her personality was big, though, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but Sherry was also an ass-kicking wrestler, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Sherry was a hell of a wrestler. And then, you know, especially like that. And then sometimes, like, well, look at Stephanie McMahon, too. Sometimes she'd come into the ring and help her, you know, Triple H. And then then nobody would know the difference and do a back that. Well, that's an interesting (laughs) point, too, because Stephanie's really not known. Mm Mm-mm. You know, as a manager, although mm-hmm. she has, and but then because her the name end. is McMahon, mm-hmm. here's the thing, though. Mm-hmm. Because her name is McMahon, she's expected oh, to yeah. wrestle. And then toward and the Charlie's end, Elizabeth to, did that, Charles too. is going to have a lot to say about Vince McMahon when we get mm-hmm. to talking about him mm-hmm. later. And then toward the <laughs> yeah. end, Elizabeth started oh, yeah. getting involved, and Charlie's nobody's accept- a, expected that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Charlie's got a Vince McMahon story to tell. In fact, mm-hmm. Charlie's got a couple stories to tell tonight. <laughs> um, and we're going to talk about wrestling managers that play mm-hmm. into that and forgettable gimmicks. Mm-hmm. You know, so this show tonight's going to revolve around Charlie Norris in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
So, and of, of which I'm sure Charlie is grateful. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about this from the standpoint of really great managers. And I'm going to go to captain first and then Charlie, you jump mm-hmm. right in after the captain. Give me the top five, Captain, the top five, in your opinion, most memorable managers in all of wrestling. Oh, they're all gonna be they're all gonna be old school. Mm-hmm. I told you told, yeah, I told you Tuesday night my my go-to guy was Lou Albano. Mm-hmm. But you know, you got Bobby Heenan. Um man, I'm at I'm at a search for names now. Um Mouth of the South. Oh yeah, Mouth of the South. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got one for you, Captain. How about a guy called the Grand Wizard? Mm-hmm. You know, you said the other night he was your favorite guy. He he never. Um, I never. I never got him. I'll you tell know? you why, and maybe Charlie, you'll understand like the essence of old school. The Grand Wizard for me was the quintessential manager. Because we knew what he looked like with or without the glasses, with or without the turban on his head. Mm-hmm. His name was Ernie Roth, and he was a manager before the Grand Wizard character came up. The interesting thing is that Ernie was a businessman and not a wrestler. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think he was the perfect foil as a manager. Because when someone came after him, he did the first thing you should do which is run like the fucking wind and get the hell out of there. You'd get blown away by the wind. It looked like he wasn't a very big guy. <laughs> no, yeah. He, yeah. and that's the thing, Charlie. He was a small dude. Yeah. He was only like five foot four. <laughs> you know, he wasn't even was a small guy. He wasn't a big man at all. Mm-hmm. And remember, he was also an older guy. Mm-hmm. He wasn't a young kid. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, he was in his forties mm-hmm. when he became the Grand Wizard. Right. You know, so uh, Captain, you maybe throw a couple, one or two more in there. Old school. Um, but of course, Paul Bear. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the old Bill Moody. Yeah. Yeah, love that. Love that character. Um. Wow, there's somebody. There's somebody. The name's right on the tip of my tongue, and I can't think of. Um, I said Bobby Heenan. Mm-hmm. Who, who was the Who was the other one? Uh, like Bobby Heenan. Um, How about Classy Freddie Blassie? Blassie, that's yeah, it. Yeah, that's Blassie. It. I couldn't think of that mm-hmm. name. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was probably Little Albano was my favorite. Probably mm-hmm. Blassie was my my second favorite. Mm-hmm. Charlie, jump in, brother. While you're talking old school, I mean, I. Oh. Where Charlie go? Oh. The uh, the uh, the old school the first one I was familiar with when I studied old tapes was Gorgeous George's. Uh, I think it was, mm-hmm. it was a guy first, then it was his wife. I think a woman after that. It was. It was. It was Mrs. Gorgeous George. Patricia Wagner. Good, you know, that was a really good gimmick, man. Yeah, Patricia Wagner, Mrs. Gorgeous George was his manager, mm-hmm. and that and valet. Um, interestingly, we have a friend of the show named Seth Witz. His uncle, Charlie, his uncle was Gorgeous George's manager and valet. 
The guy that came out with, with the gold bobby pins. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's a friend of our show. Yeah, okay, with. cool. Um, yeah, great guy. Um, so let's talk about some other names from maybe the past 15, 20 years that stand out as like quintessential manager types. Wow. Um, Could be WWF. WCW, NWA, AWA. We're not going to well, limit it to one mm -hmm. one federation right. for sure. Right. Hmm. Man, that's that's hard. That's a hard one because there ain't been that many last 15, 20 years, I don't think, has there? Yeah, they've tried to, well, they've tried yeah. to pretty much do away yeah. with them. Yeah. 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 Well, I'll tell you what. Um, just off the top of my head, I can think of I'll go I'll go old school. What here you go? Mm -hmm. Wild Red Berry, Al Costello Kangaroos. from the Kangaroos became Kangaroos. A, mm -hmm. yeah right. He became a manager. Mm -hmm. you got Grand Wizard. You got um, Arnold Skoland. Let's not forget yeah. Arnold Skoland was Bruno San Martino's manager. Yeah, Gary Hart. Had Elizabeth. Here's one for you, Elizabeth. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Gary Hart got the. Jimmy the Mouth of the South Heart, Johnny's mm -hmm. Valiant from the Valiant Brothers mm -hmm. became the manager of the Samoans for a while. Yes. Yeah. After the captain. Uh, people, mm -hmm. And a lot of people forget that. A lot of people mm -hmm. forget that. That uh, Mr. Fuji was a manager. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. right. about him, yeah. 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 You know, this is just off the top of my head. Yeah. You know, so, so you got and see, the other thing, too, Charlie, and you know this because you lived it, is a lot of the older workers who couldn't work anymore, the promoters would keep them employed by hiring them as managers. Mm -hmm. yeah, Adnan L. Casey, when he managed the guards up there. A mm -hmm. Perfect. A perfect yeah. example. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He was yes. always going to get involved. He was always going to get involved in a day. Mm -hmm. Oh, Chief them... Adnan. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Here's one for you. I'll go. I'll go old school with you. Bobby Davis. Mm -hmm. Bobby mm -hmm. Davis was the manager of Buddy Rogers. You know. Here's here's another one. Probably none of you remember Pepper Gomez. I know Pepper Gold. Yeah. Man, you know no. what I'm talking about? He was a wrestler. Was he a manager? He sure too? was. Yes, sir. Oh, okay. Huh. He was a wrestler and manager. Pepper Gomez. Yes, sir. Yeah, see, Charlie knows because he wrestled in that southwest area. He wrestled in mm -hmm. Texas, Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. AWA, AWA right here. In, I grew up watching Pepper Gomez here in Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. AWA, yeah, he was here. He had an iron stomach or something. Yeah, well, the, you know, the big thing was, Charlie, is that he worked, um, I think he worked for, uh, the. I, it might have been either Dick the Bruiser or the Crusher. Mm -hmm. I think Minnesota was the crusher or the or the bruiser. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. And man. so I think Pepper actually worked for Crusher's territory for a while. Mm -hmm. You know, he was um, a wrestler here. I mean, I don't. Oh know. God, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's uh oh somebody just trying listen to this shit. Look at this. Is that you, Vince Russo? You got old. 
Somebody want to know if I'm Vince Russo. <laughs> no, I know Vince. He's a good friend of mine. I know Vince. Mm-hmm. Great guy. Uh, and he's Cornette. been on our show Jim a couple Cor- of Jim Cornette. Yeah, there Jim Cornette. That's another one. That's another one that people mm-hmm. forget about. Mm-hmm. So obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, you know, let, let's go with the. Uh, um, Gary Hart. There you go. Colonel Robert yeah. Parker. Mm-hmm. Colonel Robert Parker, right? Mm-hmm. Robert Fuller. Yeah. Yes. Right? Robert Fuller. People forget WCW. Colonel mm-hmm. Robert Parker. Yeah. Now, tied into these managers in many of their cases, and this is where Charlie Norris is going to come in, were some really forgettable gimmicks. <laughs> so, Charlie, <laughs> let's talk about bad gimmicks, and we'll go around the horn. But after you're done, the cap, you'll jump in. Uh, starting with forgettable, forgettable gimmicks. Um, I didn't like the Red Rooster. That was kind of a rib, I think, on Terry mm-hmm. Taylor. It was. Oh, my goodness, oh, that was horrible. That uh, was, you know, Charlie, you mentioned the perfect, the perfect person, Terry Taylor, mm-hmm. who is one amazing wrestler. Oh, and oh yeah, could wrestle your balls off, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know who he pissed off or what he said. Everybody. They made his life a miserable living hell mm-hmm. for they two used to, they years. Used to, um, they used to book him when he was booked somewhere. They'd, like if he says he's going to, uh, like, um, say, um, Denver to Chicago, they'd go, he'd go through you. Uh, Salt Lake City, North Dakota, Ohio. They, that's just, they fucked with him a lot, man. Yeah. Yeah. Not, I don't know what kind of heat he had, you know. So Yeah, and I don't know why. He's, he always seemed like a really great guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He always seemed like he could, you know, work, like, you know, mm-hmm. really work. Yeah. And I just don't understand, like, you know, I like, the, here you go. You mentioned the, a, a rib. A lot mm-hmm. of people thought Vince McMahon, who we'll talk about, they said that Vince, you know, was trying to show Dusty Rhodes, who was boss, and he gave him that polka dot gimmick. What that was fire. that all about? Yeah, what was that all about, Charles? You were, you were around during that period. What was going on? Well, I was just breaking in then, and they gave him that, right. little, that little lady manager, uh, Sapphire. Oh, yeah. They said that uh, the rumor was Dusty didn't like black people. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, that someone told me that on the inside. Well, Grizzly Smith told me that. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, they, they gave him something. And Dusty told told uh, Dustin, you know, me and Dustin used to travel a lot together. And he said, um, they're going to give me a gimmick and I'm going to get it over. You know, you know, they tried to, you know, he didn't, they didn't think that he'd get over with it. So, yeah, you know, I, you know what? I got to tell you something. I just... Uh, you know, and I'm not, you know, Grizzly Smith, you know, rest in peace, he's dead, but I'm not going to, you know, dispute what he said. I will say this, though. I find it extremely hard to believe that Dusty Rhodes was a racist in any way, shape, or form. I never because heard. Because he was mm-hmm. so over with the black community. Black. Mm-hmm. The jive. Oh, yeah. 
donated money to the black mm-hmm. community. Yeah. A yeah, lot the of money. Them, man. They mm-hmm. love them. Oh my God, are yeah. you shitting me? He if was you ever watch over uh, like Rover. The um, mm-hmm. old, uh, Thunderbolt Patterson. I mean, he copied a lot of Thunderbolts. Um, their moves, you know, grooving around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and um, he 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 copied a lot of uh, Bolt stuff. And um, yeah, Dusty was just man. I love Dusty Rhodes, man. You know. Well, uh, let me it, ask you a question. You, you mentioned Thunderbolt Patterson. Um, it, if a, if a wrestler, and we've talked about this before, if a wrestler steals another guy's moves, it's the uh, gimmick infringement, right? Um. But, no, it's just, you know, Dusty was the booker. Dusty was the main eventer down here in Florida and all down through there. And, you know, he did. I don't I don't know if Bolt was ever a main eventer like Dusty. So I just think he's still mm-hmm. good as Jive. He's seen all his movements and all his whatever he's doing. I've seen a lot of that in, um, in Thunderbolt, you know, um, when he was working. Back mm-hmm. the, you know, some of them. Just yeah. whatever he did, you know, but uh, yeah, Dusty is another, like, I loved him when I was a kid. He was, my, he hired me in WCW, and I love Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. Man. Well, yeah, we're, uh, thank you for mentioning that, because I was going to go there. Um, yeah. yeah, you uh, you had a job because of Dusty Rhodes. Dusty and Ole Anderson, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ole, there's, there's a guy talk yeah. about, you know, you, you love him or you hate him. <laughs> Ole was one of those guys you know, you can only take him or leave him. There's no middle ground with Oli. <laughs> no, no. I got along good with Oli. I got along good with him because I, I, I understood him. You know, I, all the guys here, he come recruited a lot of guys here in Minnesota. Yeah. He sure walked he into the bar one night, Eddie Sharkey was the bartender. Oh, my the God. Warlord, Barry Darso, the, uh, the Road Warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm forgetting, Nord the Barbarian. They're all yeah. working at Rick Root at this bar. And Oli walked in and he said, all you guys, you're, I'm going to bring it on to um, Atlanta next weekend. You know, these guys were barely out of camp, you know, just barely. They're green. <clears throat> so he did. He brought all of them down there and um, hired all of them. So, and so yeah, Oli, Oli, was, Oli was grumpy and he was gruff. Um, yeah. But I knew Oli. I, I mean, I, I made him laugh actually a couple times, you know. So. Well, the thing about Oli is you knew, you knew it. Right as soon as he opened his mouth, you knew where he stood. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. he liked yeah. you. He liked you. He didn't. He didn't. There was no. He didn't like ass kissers or stooges and all that. No. You know, oh my god. That, no, he didn't. Mm-hmm. Nope, not at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, we're going to talk a little bit later about a an incident that happened with Oli and um, and actually a, a guy that we lost not too long ago, but Paul Orndorff. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know what I'm talking about, don't you, Charlie? Uh, somewhat, yeah. Paul's yeah. friend of mine. Yeah, I love Paul, man. Good. Yeah, yeah. Um, Captain, your gimmick, um, this Captain Decapitate, it's an interesting, <laughs> first of all, the visual is incredible. Uh, yeah. We talked last week about how people, you know, love pirates and they don't mm-hmm. like clowns. Yes. Well, yeah. there you go. don't you dare show that again. Oh, God. <laughs> now, this is, this is Captain the Captain. Oh, my God. Uh, acting in a film. Captain, what's the name of this movie? Oh, my God. Uh, that was uh, uh, Milfs versus Zombies. <laughs> oh, Milfs versus Zombies. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was, that was my first movie I ever did. Charlie. 
Charlie, oh. I got to get you a copy of that movie, Milfs versus Zombies. <laughs> Do not send me a picture of that thing. Amelia. What? What's the matter, kid? Why are you in your face? I'm scared of clowns. Thank you. <laughs> There's something about this picture that just, <sighs> she can't look at it. I do not like clowns. I'm scared of clowns. Great. I think it's fucking uh-huh. hilarious, to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, I'm, re- I'm, re- I'm responsible for all this. I sent this to him last night. I, uh-huh. yeah. I, found it. Yeah. I was going through it, and I found it and thought, <laughs> I thought you'd enjoy it. It's great. It's like, I love it. Right through somebody, man. Like, holy shit. You know, <laughs> yeah. You're going to be walking the plank. <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that was funny. Charlie, I have um up on the screen right now. I have a little something you and I were talking about. Um it says here Charlie sued WCW for racial stereotyping of Native Americans as a quote unquote Indians. Let's talk about what happened since Eric Bischoff already violated the uh the you know the do not tell order so Mm. it's out there and everybody's talking about it conrad thompson's talking about it um so let's what happened charlie well there you know the the general public out there and and um say like say like the washington redskins you know the natives don't like how the we see little children mocking native americans are going You know, it ain't yeah. their fault. They're not being malicious or that's just mm-hmm. the public's educated about us. Right. From mm-hmm. TV, right. whatever, you know, we're 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 being an Indian go dance and go war hoop or whatever. We're savages. Yeah. So um uh, you know, they were trying to tell me how to how to be an Indian and I'm a real Indian, you know, I'm Red Lake mm-hmm. Chippewa and um you know, it's like you can't you can't tell me how to be an Indian. I'm an Indian man, you know, an Indian Absolutely. don't dance out of anger, we dance out of celebration. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get that point across. I wanted to be like just like Wahoo. I don't have to dance all over the damn place, you know. And a little bit here and there to get the fire go, the fire in the crowd going and stuff. Yeah, they expected that. So, you know, um, Charlie, can I ask you a question? Because yes. you mentioned the guy that everybody looks up to, Wahoo McDaniel. Um, uh, you and I are both. Uh, you, you and mm-hmm. I are, are very dear friends with Karen McDaniel. Yes. Yes. Uh, Karen is a dear friend of mine. I know she's a dear friend of yours. She's been on the show many times, talked about Wahoo. Um, Wahoo, as I understand it, would not allow someone to put him in that box and fought against it. But let me here's the question I want to ask you, because he was Wahoo McDaniel and he had a lot of stroke in the business. Do you think that's why they didn't give him any shit and they gave you a bunch of crap? Well, you know, Wahoo, Wahoo was a big draw. You know, he, if you're on yeah. Wahoo, you're gonna make money. And, um, you know, no, he, you know, he didn't have to do that. He was a football player. I mean, a great athlete. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, fans, man. I don't know if, if you guys know who Jim Thorpe is. He was a Native American. Yeah, fashion. absolutely. You know, like him and Wahoo are in that class of athletes. You know, and. Absolutely. You don't tell Wahoo what to do or anything. You know, he he knows what to do, and you're not going to tell him. He didn't dance that much. You know, he didn't dance that much. There. So. No, as opposed to and and um, I really want to get your opinion on this one. Uh, and Amelia, I'm going to go to you on this. Mm-hmm. Somebody like Wahoo McDaniel 
uh, as opposed to someone like Chief J. Strongbow. Give me your offer some opinions on this. Amelia? For me? Oh, I thought you were talking to Charlie. No, I said Amelia. Your name's Amelia. <laughs> that clown scared her. She can't talk. I know, yeah, right? Well, that, I, that I, clown, I'm still like, uh. I was going to say that clown scared the fuck out of her. She, <laughs> I, I know. I'm still like, uh. You're still like, staring there blank. I'm like, I'm like can what? she no. hear me? Did yeah. Her well, what do you I, I, think of somebody like Wahoo McDaniel as opposed to like Chief J Strongbow? Well, I think you know, Tom. I think he was more down to earth. Wahoo McDaniel was more down to earth and more uh, talented. I think to me, he was because you know, my dad loved uh, Wahoo McDaniel. He we had always go see him wrestle, and my dad was just like in awe of him. And my dad, anytime the Wahoo McDaniel, my dad was like, "We're going to the wrestling matches." Period. You know, no matter what. Well, mm-hmm. more aggressive in the ring, you know. Yes. Yeah. And, and my dad—that's when my dad was like in into it more. He's like, that's how my dad introduced me into wrestling because that was yeah. one of—I remember that was one of the first matches I watched, and well, I was only four years old. That, and I remember how about that. The fact that Chief J. Strongbow wasn't even an Indian, a Native mm-hmm. American. He was Italian. Yeah, he was more of a wannabe actually because you know? he thought that's how the crowd—that's how he would draw a crowd. Yeah, and I think it was more of an investment to. And what a Indian. lot of people don't know is that, um, and Leon Barfield just pointed that mm-hmm. out. Leon, mm-hmm. yeah, Strongbow was Italian. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is that the Native American community was really upset mm-hmm. uh, and pissed off, quite frankly. Over mm-hmm. Jay Strongbow playing a Native American because they yeah. all knew the jig was up. He was not Native; he was Italian. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you endear yourself then, Charlie, or even oh, he, happen? He looked, he looked you... like a, he looked like Iron Eyes Cody with the hook nose. Like he did look like that, mm-hmm. guy. You right? Know, you know, and um, so I, I I thought he was a real. Kid. I didn't know that. You know, so someone told me. Oh, Eddie Turkey told me that he's mm-hmm. a guy. I want I want you guys to see something. I'm gonna slide, I'm gonna turn sideways. I want you to see something. Okay. You see that nose? Mm-hmm. That's an go. Italian hook nose. <laughs> That's the same thing. Yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. Now, uh-huh. in my culture, this is called a cesarean nose because Julius uh-huh. Caesar had a big fucking honker like this. Uh-huh. Okay? But now. Captain, why would the Native American community, who really aren't being jilted or swayed or, or made fun of in any way, really, why would they be angry at, you know, Jay Strongbow, this so-called, um, they used to call him this wooden Indian? You know, why would they, uh, why would they be offended? Is there anything to take offense to? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I was, I was amazed when I was younger, and I found out that he wasn't Indian, mm-hmm. and for me, that just, that just ruined the whole, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. just ruined the whole thing. Exactly. In fact, one time, because his name was Joe Scarpa, right? Joe Scarpa. Yep. Yeah, I he he was doing a show here in town. And I had found out that he was Italian. That was his name. 
and he was in the match and it was a slow part during the match. It was, mm-hmm. you know, what all the high flying stuff that you have now, you know, it was a headlock yeah. or something. And he was mm-hmm. looking at me and I said, you know, something like snap mm-hmm. it, Joe. And he'd look mm-hmm. right up. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Let's talk about my favorite one of my one of my favorite subjects. Mm-hmm. Forgettable oh. gimmicks, really bad gimmicks. Charlie, you've been around a long time. Um, what's the worst gimmick you've ever been asked to either play or have witnessed? Um, well, I was I was I was a natural gimmick, so I was never asked to do anything else. But I think when uh, Nash Nash was first started out down there, I don't know what his name was, Oz or something. Oh my God! Yeah, Oz. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That yeah, he was. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it was Oz and then Vinny. What was it? Vinny Vegas? Yeah. Yes, I think it was. That yeah, Vinny was, Vegas. Yeah. But Oz that was, was uh-huh. crazy. Uh, <laughs> it's uh-huh. funny. Like, um, Captain, how about you? Worst gimmick you ever. Well, well you, know, you talked about him. You talked about him before, and I think it. Uh, it, it had to be McMahon had some, had something with the whole family. Because I've never liked the polka dotted dusty roads. Mm-hmm. I've never liked um, gold dust. Gold dust. Mm-hmm. I've never liked stardust. Yeah. And you know, to to venture off a little bit, man, I'm a, I'm afraid this this move back with of Cody Rhodes back to WWE. We're gonna see stardust too somewhere mm-hmm. down the road. I'm going to. So. I don't think so. Cody's calling the shots now. You know, I think yeah. he's, he's, well, yeah, he's got power now. That's, he didn't have power there before. Can I tell no. you guys what's up? I'm going to break kayfabe. I'm going to tell you what's up. Because I got a little heads up here. Vince McMahon owns Starcade. He owns the Great American Bash. He owns a lot of things that Dusty created. Oh, wow. For Dusty, for, I'm sorry. For Cody to get control and power of those things that his father created, Cody basically made a deal with the devil. He's in in for a while. He's going to do what he's got to do. Then he's going to leave again. Then he's going to go back to AEW, the company he helped create. That's the deal. And that's a straight shoot. It was about money too. A lot of money, brother. A lot of money. He couldn't. Tony Khan was kept blowing him off, and I think Cody. um, I think he did everything there that he could do there. It's time, and it's good for the wrestling, the world too. That you know, there's no way he'll ever go back there and all this. I think it's great what what he did for the wrestling community. Oh hell yeah! Going back to the WWE was the best career move he could make. Yeah. Yeah, because he just solidified his legacy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and more importantly, his father's legacy. Mm-hmm. Okay, Vince McMahon was going to shit all over Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, the fans were not going to let that happen, and Dustin and Cody were not going to let that happen. Yeah. Yeah, okay. well, he's doing an A E biography about his dad, and uh, he's got full control over that too. So, absolutely, yeah, he should. Oh, Captain, worst gimmick. 
Oh, boy. Like I said, those three come to mind. They're, they're probably certainly not the worst gimmick I've ever seen. Oh, I know. I know. Um, what was the uh, – oh, heck. Isaac uh, uh, Yankum. The, the oh, dentist. my God. The evil yeah. dentist. Dr. Yeah. Isaac Yankum. Yeah. Yeah. Glenn Jacobs, by the way, came. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dr. Isaac Yankum. I'll tell you my – my personal all-time shitty gimmick. And you can't argue with this one. <laughs> Wild Bill Irwin as the goon. Goon. The <laughs> fucking goon. A hockey-playing wrestler. <laughs> A hockey-player wrestler. I was waiting for the roller derby wrestler next. What kind of fucking mm-hmm. gimmick that would be. You yeah. know? Crazy stuff. Bill is a good worker. He's a pretty solid mid card guy, good guy, you know. I thought to myself, what the the, who came up with this shit? Yeah. You know? It's because it's got Bruce Pritchard written all over it. Oh Uh you know, and Bruce is a fucking moron. Yeah. You know? Were it not for his brother, Bruce wouldn't have a job. Because Dr. Tom Pritchard was a great guy. Oh hell yeah. Uh Was a great guy? Is he still alive? Oh, no. He's still alive. Yeah, he's still around. Leon says, uh, worst gimmicks. Oz, the Shockmaster, the Mummy. Oh, yeah. You know what? Again, you're absolutely The Shockmaster. Let's talk about him. Charlie, were you there when they opened up the Shockmaster to the world? He tripped on a stage coming up. Yes, he did. (laughs) (laughs) Guys were rolling Floor, man, and I had to team up. Well, he's the guy in the pay per view, he was my tag team partner. Me, him, and Ice Train. So, I was the Indian shock, uh, shock master was the uh, construction worker, <laughs> Ice Train was the, the, the brother or whatever. They were calling the two cold Scorpio colors to village people. I was like, yeah, Oh no, <laughs> oh my no. god, that's yeah. fucking great. That's awesome. The shock master, for those of you who don't know was Fred Ottman, who became known as Tugboat yeah. in mm-hmm. the WWF. Oh, yeah. That was that. also, by the way, Fred Ottman was uh, related to Dusty Rhodes. He was his... Um, brother-in-law. Brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. I know there was a, a family connection there. Yeah, brother-in-law. Interesting stuff, isn't it? Um, Look how many times Mick Foley's character changed. Well, well. now it's time to ask Amelia the million-dollar question for you. Mm-hmm. Worst for you. Give me three of the worst gimmicks in your in your opinion. Well, uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake for one. Okay, you know, really? You know. Okay. Yeah, I mean he's just like you know, why would they have to change his character? I mean, really, and then things like that. I mean. And then you know, I'll tell you a little story about that. Okay, I'll tell you a little story about that. Brutus Beefcake was over like Rover doing that Chippendale gimmick, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, exactly. He showed up to a pay per view. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to wrestle Lanny Poffo. Mm-hmm. Well, he did. He did wrestle Lanny Poffo. Uh-huh. Right. He goes to the show. Pat Patterson, the late Pat Patterson. Uh-huh. Hands him a smock uh-huh. 
and a pair of scissors. He huh. goes, now you're the barber. He said, what do you mean I'm, I'm the barber? What, barber of what? What am I the barber mm-hmm. of? He said, you are Brutus the barber, beefcake. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, everything that he worked for was out the window. Exactly. Now, all of a sudden, he's got to play this barber gimmick. Mm-hmm. Every time he wrestles, he's got to cut somebody's hair. Mm-hmm. Well, you do that. And it's going to get old real quick. Exactly. So Brutus said, mm-hmm. how am I going to make this work? Here's what he mm-hmm. did. He cut the guy's hair every five or six weeks, once mm-hmm. in a while, so it wouldn't get old. Mm-hmm. And what he did was he got himself over as the barber during that time. Mm-hmm. It didn't hurt being Hogan's best friend either. Say again? It didn't hurt him that he was Hogan's best friend either. So, oh, absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. He and uh, you know Terry and Ed, mm-hmm. they were roomies for a long time. They started out together. Yeah, out and, there in, in Florida. Yeah. yeah, they used to go see wrestling together at the Homer Esterly Armory. Mm-hmm. Yep. You you remember that place? No, I think I, we lost this. Can you Referee see Joey Lynn is in the in the hey Joey. Um glad you're here. I got a question for you, Joey. Worst gimmick you ever saw. Indies, pro, um, big time anything. Worst gimmick. So we'll see what the what Joey's got to say about that. Um who else, Amelia? Well, let's see. Um standpoint here, I would think. Let's see. Well, um, let's see who else was I had in my uh, Mick Foley? Yeah. How many times do we have him change different characters? Especially that Socko I thing. I didn't really I'm like gonna, that Socko I'm gonna, thing. I'm going to disagree with you on on that one. Really? Just on that one. Yeah, I'll tell you why. Because Mick Foley was like a chameleon mm-hmm. when it came to those characters. He could turn dude love mm-hmm. and mankind. And Cactus mm-hmm. Jack on and off like a light bulb. I loved Cactus Jack though. That was my favorite one he of his. Though. Good. I loved Cactus think, Jack. Think how many dolls he can sell in shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie, where did Cactus you go? Jack was you my favorite? I, I can't find you on your. I, I think your camera disappeared on you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my favorite was Cactus Jack, big time. That was my favorite one. Yeah. Of his was Cactus Jack. You touch nothing. It's I don't know. You guys got a storm out there. You said, huh? You can't see. Uh, you, right? uh-uh. We can yeah, hear you, but we can't see, see you. We can hear you, and that's okay too. As yeah. long as you're here, as long as we can hear you. Yeah, yeah. I think that one was, and then, um, that that one, and then pretty much I think that's the only two that I can think of so far. But I know there was another one, but yeah. So, Captain, let me ask you a question. Man, sure. How do you take a bad gimmick and get it over? Oh boy, you, I don't know. You work the indies, right? So you see a lot of yeah. bad gimmicks all the time. Yeah. Uh, How do you boy, take I don't. Bad gimmick and get it over. I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. Uh, about the only way I can answer that is, man, going into going into professional wrestling as a pirate, I'm not sure that was the uh, uh, to begin with. I'm not sure that was the ultimate uh, best gimmick to use. Mm-hmm. But you know, you just you work with it, and 
you know, you take, uh, you know, being called Cap, uh, uh, Jack Sparrow and. Uh, right. Um, you know what got you over? The costume. Mm-hmm. Well, I, yeah, I think it was. I, I, I think the yeah, fact I think that because of the because of the universal appeal of pirates. Yeah, I think and, because of the fact that the you have a, a um an a an authentic wardrobe that looks great. The mm-hmm. fact here's another thing that people forget: the fact that you are an older gentleman who can pull it off. You've got the yeah. white hair, the mm-hmm. white beard, the white mustache. You yeah. can pull it off because it looks authentic. Uh-huh. Because you've got to be a person of a certain age to be able to pull that off. Yeah, even but even though even though real pirates probably didn't live much into their thirties. You know, some of them died old, but most of them died young. But uh-huh. a funny story about that is, having been Captain Mango before and, and doing a lot of concerts and stuff. You know, I hear all the time from guys, oh, man, I'm going to get a pirate costume. You know, it looks like fun. Well, there was a guy that was that got one. And what he didn't realize was and he was he was pretty much an asshole. Personality. Yeah. When he put the pirate outfit on, he was just a, an asshole dressed up like a pirate. Like a pirate. You got to have, yeah. you gotta have the you got to have the personality to go with it. You know, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, the persona, the walk, everything, the attitude. Now he's an asshole dressed like a pirate. <laughs> That's it. And it's funny. I just saw. I just saw him on Facebook. He's going to be at a. Um, I don't want to say where because you'll know who I'm talking about then. But he's going to be at a pirate festival, and um, he's still. It's uh, you know he he basically just got a, a, a Halloween costume. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I got, hey, hey, Charlie, I got one for you. Yeah. Our friend Leon in the chat room says Memphis had Tommy Gilbert as Freddy Krueger mm. and Doug Gilbert as Jason. Hmm. What do you make of that shit? Oh, hell. Well, them guys could work, though, too. It would be different. But I don't I never was. They had some bad. There. Horrible. Yeah, but how do you take a good worker and a you know in the the case of the Gilbert family, great workers, yeah, and throw a shit gimmick like Freddy Krueger and Jason on them? <laughs> like, where does that even come from? I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> they tried everything. Well, one man gang. He was Crusher Broomfield when he first started there. Yeah, and he remember one man gang also became. Oh yeah, that's right. Akeem. Uh, yeah. Akeem the Dream. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Akeem the Dream for sure. Don't ask me how the gang did it, but he got that fucking gimmick over. Yeah. He didn't have I, I don't know how. He didn't have no warning of that either. Mm-hmm. Just, no. On got it over, he didn't know how to dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they just threw that shit on him one day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They did the same thing with Brutus Beefcake with the barber gimmick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a Chippendale dancer one day, mm-hmm. and he's a freaking barber the next. Really? Mm-hmm. Like, who, who comes up with this shit? We're going to take a look at the uh, a little film clip here 
of the life of Charlie Norris. Uh-oh, I can't see it. Oh. Damn. Well, trust me, you're looking good, brother. Okay. The first photo was Native American dress. Fall brawl. It's uh, Charlie Norris versus Big Sky. Yeah. Um, why was that match so memorable? And why do people always point to that match as like a big deal? Well, uh, Big Sky hadn't worked in like over a year. You know, he, he it was my first pay-per-view. Guy seven feet tall. I couldn't understand why, you know, put me in Bobby Eaton or somebody, man. You know? <laughs> but I hit him with my scissor kick at the end. I don't know how I got my leg up there, but I nailed him hard. So yeah. I, that's what the people got. For and, uh, but yeah, it was my first pay-per-view. But once you can, you can't do that much with a guy that big. And he, you know, he right. Not mm -hmm. Great guy. It wasn't his fault, you know. Yeah. We, uh, we're looking at Eric Bischoff. We've already talked about that. I hit him pretty um, hard at that scissor kick that time. And um, that was, yeah. Yeah, I was new to the people. and uh, But yeah, that was my first one. That's why it sticks out. That was another bad gimmick, Big Sky. He didn't, I don't know. He didn't care. He's a movie star now, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How long did it take you to get over? I was over um, right away down there because uh, when I got the TV down there, I wanted, you know, I wanted to get some kind of Indian name. You know, I wanted um, right. like cra Crazy Bear or something, Charlie Bear, something with an Indian thing because Charlie yeah. Norris ain't an Indian name. And, um, you know, they said, well, let's just see how it goes for a while. And I was over around there because of the Braves, because of, yeah. the, you know, the, they would start doing the chop when I came out. So I got over really good and I worked with Max Payne on TV. And um, he that really pushed me too. I had a couple of matches with him on TV, and yeah. that got me going. And I was, you know, at the I was at the house shows. I started getting over a little bit, but I wish we had a more of an Indian name. I, I, yeah. I, Charlie Norris is not, you know, like my Indian name is White Thunderbird, but something like I don't know, what kind of like um, I don't know, man. It was like it doesn't it didn't click, you know. We're looking at a photo of you and uh, our mutual friend Sam Michael Houston. Yeah. Which Talk one is to that? me about the Renegades. Oh, the Renegades. Where uh, did that come from? Well, I made I came up with the name, and I worked with Sam in my first WWF tryout in Macon and Savannah, Georgia. I was only in the business nine months, and I got a tryout. I, I wasn't, you know. But Sam took care of me in there, and I was I was we looked really a lot like brothers back then. People were looking at us, are you guys brothers? You know, and mm -hmm. you do, like, you, yeah. yeah, you really do favor each other. Yeah, so. And then we just, you know, he, he, um, I went down to, you know, it just would start teaming up on the indie circuit and at, at casinos right. and stuff. And we started getting over as a team. And he was, uh, you know, he was a good worker and he'd sell and I'd come in and get the hot tag. And boom, boom, boom. so, yeah, we went all over to get, we went overseas together and, uh, you know, just independence. We'd work Texas, uh, um, Louisiana, all down there, Mississippi. Um, and, um yeah. Did you ever work with Tatanka, Chris? No, I met him. I met him for the first time, and all those WWF tryouts I had, I never, he, we never met. I'm like, I'm like, geez, I want to, you know, go up and say something to him. But I was maybe I was a threat to his job or something. I pitched the idea to Sarge. I said, you know, why don't we? Uh, you know, I've never been a heel. Why don't we do this? Here's an idea, Sarge. I mean, it, it ain't, you know, we don't have to do it. I mean, I pitch it to Vince, you know. I said, how about if I come in there as a rich casino owner now and we're going to buy back all the land you guys stole from us. And it's never been done. I don't know if it would have been a heel or a baby. I would have been a baby face on the 
you know, Indian country, but, you know, I don't know how that would have been. I probably would have needed someone else with the mic skills, but, you know, with a real dressed, dressed up really nice Indian guy, and you know, really nice with, I'm going to buy back all the land now. We own casinos. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you so. know, I'm, I'm looking at an interesting picture right now. Uh, you're wearing the Native American headdress. Yeah. And Sam is wearing a cowboy hat. Yeah, with cowboy and Indian team. Yeah, I was just going to say, why didn't you just call yourselves the Cowboys and Indians? Well, we 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 well we we were kind of we were kind of Cowboys and Indians, but Renegades kind of like you're, you know, you're kind of a re- you're kind of a rebel, you know. I like that like that rebel thing, and yeah, yeah, we saw a lot of pictures, man. We saw a lot of pictures of, of us and. Oh, but, I'm, uh, you did too, brother. Yeah, and I had I I like to change up my ring gear once, you know. I, mm-hmm. I had all kinds of different sure. stuff, you know. So absolutely, absolutely. I can't see the pictures you're showing, so you got to tell me. Yeah, actually, I'm what I'm I'm going to do is I'm going to upload it to your Facebook so you can see it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go. I'm going to put it up there so you can. I don't see know it. what I did. I just lost you guys uh, somehow. Oh no! That's okay. Look, we still have your voice here, so. Yeah. All right. That's okay. That's well, it's that's not a total loss. I, I like what you. I like what you said, though. Never let go of your dreams. Reach for the stars. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. I knew. I, was, I wish I had that picture. I was going to share it when I was uh, seven years old. I had a picture of me with a. I made a title belt out of those little plastic sleds and put AWA champion on it. So I knew Aww. I was going to do this my whole life. I was just, I was going to do it. I don't know how or where or when, or I just knew I was going to do it someday. And, um, right. And, um, yeah. And I just had a chance meeting with Eddie Starkey, went to the wrestling school and, um, then it was, yeah, threw me right in the main event, man. Like I had only trained less than a month and I was in the ring already. So yeah, it was kind of scary, but I, you know, I had good guys taking care of me in there, you know, mm-hmm. Right. Good guys. Mia, your questions for the captain or for Charlie? Um, I had a question about the movie that you have coming up, Captain, that you said uh, that you were going to be in. Uh, was a- yeah, it's uh, the, uh, the cast were just announced today. Of course, I, I knew beforehand. And it's, a, it's an awesome, awesome cast. The movie is called uh, Anarchy. It's a, kind of a playoff anarchy. Mm-hmm. And it's about a, a young girl that's um, just off the hinges, you know, just out there. And I'm a, I'm a, um, uh, a war vet, mm-hmm. and I, I come through town. My one of my buddies owns a bar in that town, and I come through town, and uh, you know, we, we hit it off even though I'm a whole lot older. And so the, uh, the whole premise to the movie is, is she going to drag me back to my old ways or am I going to straighten her out? And um, you have to see the movie to figure out what happened there. But, uh, and awesome- once again, 70-year-old captain gets the 24-year-old hot babe, right? Right on, man. <laughs> man. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm only supposed to be like, 60 in the movie, so uh, <laughs> I might have to darken up my mustache. I, I still got to talk to him. Cause it, I got it, a box of like, Just for Men for you, <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, I used to up until maybe, oh, man, it was right before COVID. So a couple years ago, I used to keep my hair. My hair would be, this has been Snow White since I've been like 30 years old, but I, I never grew it. I never grew it. 
always had a Fu Manchu, so it was easy to get a And my hair, even now, would only be, you know, a lot of salt, but salt and pepper. It, mm-hmm. It's not completely yeah. good. And, um, but I, I dyed it for a long time. And then I had a movie coming up, and they wanted me to, to uh, grow out my grow out. They were going to give me a big beard. I was going to play a whole and I said, well, let me try to grow it out. And I grew it out, and I had this really thick, snow-white beard. I got rid of the beard because I got tired of people calling me Santa Claus. <laughs> and, and so this is this is growing out now because I'm not sure what, they, um, what they're going to want for this movie. We don't start shooting until June. I suspect they're going to want me to just go back to the, uh, the Fu Manchu and mm-hmm. – Get a little bit darker hair. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but I, well, I'm actually great. This movie has been three years in the making. Mm-hmm. And it was wow. it, this role was kind of written. This I, I, I tell the people who connected with the movie this this role is me. I, I it's not going to be a whole lot of acting here. This is this is me. Yeah, and, you were saying that the last time you were here that, that the role was written for you with yeah. you in mind. Yeah. So it's uh you know, and this might be my I'm not not sure, but this might be my last starring role because I wanna I wanna do more in professional wrestling. And this is gonna tie me up between June and October is gonna tie me up about seven, eight weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Are you gonna be doing any producing of the movie? Yeah, well, I, I, yeah, I'm executive producer in this movie. Also, awesome. good, good stuff. Good. Financing the movie and executive producer, and uh, about the only thing I didn't do here was write the movie. Oh, wow, Charlie, what do you got coming up, my friend? Charlie, Charlie, are you there? I think oh, we've Charlie. His spot is still open. Uh, Charlie, are you with us? Yeah, we lost Charlie. Oh, no. None of us did. Yeah, we sure did. We lost Charlie. Oh, no. Well, Amelia, what do you got going on? Well, just uh, working tomorrow. A lot of other people are off, but I'll be working tomorrow. And today we had yeah. an interesting day. We are phones were. I get were to spend the day with my wife tomorrow. She's off. I get to spend awesome. Look at you. Yes. Change. <laughs> I, I know, right? See, some people are off tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, right. Yep. So, um, you're working tomorrow. Uh, we are putting a. Oh man, we got another. I got actually two things I'm doing tomorrow. Week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> two great shows coming up next mm-hmm. week. Big shows. Mm-hmm. We're doing a Tuesday night, April nineteenth. Mm-hmm. A right. tribute to horror. We love to be scared, and we're going to talk to three of the best in the business. Mm-hmm. Three of the today's hottest horror directors, and maybe a surprise or two. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. You better not give me some prizes. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to put clown picture up again. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you'll be walking the plank with him if you do that. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and then on April the 26th, uh-huh. we've got Jeffrey Mark, uh-huh. the, the ultimate Hollywood insider. Jeffrey is an actor, writer, producer, director, performer. He is a performance artist. He's written five books, 
Lucille Ball, Ella Fitzgerald, The Three Stooges, you name it. He's written a book on him. He's an amazing guy, and he's going to be with us for about a two-hour show. We've got Lacey J. Bolton coming up, country music hall of famer. I love Brooke country music. Lynch, two-time Emmy Award winner and the writer of the Academy Awards. He will be on the show with us. And we've got, and that's just the tip of the iceberg, on April 28th, we've got the first lady of professional wrestling herself, the one, the only, the incomparable Miss Missy Hyatt. She will be with us for as long as the hell she wants to stay around. Uh And with that in mind, for Charlie Norris, who I will contact on the phone uh, and say, what the hell happened to you? All right. Captain for Jesse L. Green, Captain Decapitate. And you're always welcome back, Captain. Absolutely. Anytime you you want me. Thank you, my brother. And for Amelia, the Pitbull. Mm -hmm. Let's do it like Michael Buffer. The (laughs) Pitbull. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're going to go. Have a great weekend, you guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank <laughs> you.